Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. Tonight we are reviewing Godzilla vs. Kong. Plus some other stuff we've been watching, of course. How you guys doing? Super. Fantabulous. Nobody's hungover? No. Nope. Don't get that shit, Kyle. <laughs> well, you were not feeling great last night, but that wasn't because of the alcohol. No. Watch out for those Atwater vegan chorizo tacos. So let's talk about it real quick. <laughs> uh, we went to Detroit yesterday and got some. Got to try some different beer. Uh, let's say we went to Holmes first, which is as usual, delightful, killing it. Uh, then we went to Batch Brewing out of Detroit. Oh, yeah, I forgot we went to Batch, we had which a was there. Uh, I liked all their beers actually. Nothing like like you said, nothing like. Yeah. Boom, five out of five are like amazing, but all like super solid. Yeah, beers. I don't go out of my way to go there, but if it's if I'm close, I go. We had to add one to Untapped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He added one. So check that out. Added by sudden theory theory. And <laughs> practice or pra- something like that. Theory and practice. Then right. we went to Atwater because it was close to our Airbnb, which was a mistake. And <laughs> we were warned of this beforehand. I mean, we know that Atwater makes average at best beer. At best. at best yeah they're best so we're like okay let's average. go there and try it out it's the brewery like we're in the actual brewery it, you know they might have something you know a specialty or something different that we that would be good and everything that we had was terrible i thought my was beer flat. was terrible the one that i tried from from you was pretty bad it was so flat the other and then nick's beer was a habanero so it had like some flavor but it was yeah again flat and just like yeah, bad. Like I cannot believe they are have grown to the size that they've grown to with the beer that they produce. They ride the coattails yeah, of Dirty Blonde. It? I mean, we is don't it really it's just Dirty Blonde. Yeah, VJP and Dirty Blonde are like the only. Yeah, two Vanilla Java Porter and Dirty Blonde definitely. But it's just but it's not amazing. That special. <laughs> no, nothing they make is special. We don't. We don't usually get a chance to talk about bad beer because for the most part, the beer that we get is pretty good to really good. Yeah. So. Just interesting to go somewhere and have unanimously bad beer. Yeah, I had their at their GR location as well. Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, they have same. two locations too. That's they have like three, I think. I think they have two in Detroit. Yeah, they oh, have yeah. one barbecue. GR. They have like a rooftop bar one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's where we were. They have like more places than Founders. They do. And mm. Bell's. Bell's only has one. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. They have their actual they brewery, Comstock, yeah. And then they, well, but you don't go go to that. Yeah, they just have the eccentric cafe. eccentric cafe, which what? No, they have good beer. It's just the eccentric cafe is kind of yeah, whatever. It's like hipster for hipster's sake. Well, it, it's like hipster for like hipster from seventies or whenever they started. I know no one there. Every time you go there, no one matches. Yeah, <laughs> their clothes are never matching. Trust. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh I mean we had a fun night, but uh Atwater, don't recommend. No. Don't go there. Don't buy their beer. Anything to uh <laughs> slow their to slow them down even though they're still huge and apparently they're a force. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about some good beer. Josh. Oh yeah. I can't we haven't had any of theirs on here yet. I don't believe so. We mentioned we were talking about Greenbush the other day because Kyle works down, down this way. Um, so I asked him if he ever stopped there. He said no. So I have. Um, I've been there. See, I don't know if they moved or not. They're they used in, to be down there. They're, no, they're in that tiny little. Yeah, they used to be. No, they own like half that town. This says <laughs> this says Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, I just searched my beers. I have not had any. So. Hmm. This Green used to be out of Sawyer, Michigan. Well, the one I or Bridgman. went to it was. Like literally, like the half the town, that whole like block is just Greenbush buildings. Really? Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, on Untapped, it still says Sawyer, Michigan. Yep. Can says hmm. Chicago. Yeah, it says Chicago. So I don't know. Maybe that's their canning facilities or brewery. It says they brewery and package by Greenbush Brewing, Chicago, Illinois. Maybe I don't they have know. two locations. Maybe like this specific one or <laughs> something. Maybe they have certain beers that are made in Michigan, certain beers that are made in Chicago. It's yeah, possible. It still says on Google Green, but or is in Sawyer too. So, so maybe they have two. They have two locations. Maybe their cans wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe it was a typo. Chicago. Uh, anyway, Greenbush. 
Yeah, you type in Chicago, it doesn't even pop up. It's really weird. I don't know. Anyway. Um Yeah, it's we got Party Wolf here. It is a an IPA. Um I believe I have had this one. Green Bush Brewing, good beer wins. What's let's see the uh bring up the synopsis. Well, they have it on the side. That's isn't that just oh, describing that's just for Green them. Bush, yeah. Yeah. Never mind, I was mistaken. Fuck, I've had this too. Damn it. <laughs> We've all like had this. <laughs> well, anyway, Kyle hasn't, so and I can't remember it all. But it says this rude boy all centennial hot, or IPA is righteously refreshing with a clean citrus notes and a decent malt backbone. So we're looking at twenty eight IBUs, which is very, very low for an IPA. And uh seven and a half percent ABV. Um and obviously the hops are all centennial, so why is that obvious? Because it said it. <laughs> B. So yeah, I guess that's uh that's about it. We're looking. I'm assuming it's probably gonna be standard IPA. Standard IPA, but we haven't had a standard IPA. Yeah, in I haven't a while, had a standard so. IPA in a while. So and Pretty excited to bush, so. give crack her a whirl. into this boy. Party wolf. That's that peaked. <laughs> we all peaked. That's what we called Jacob last night, Party Wolf. Broken Pally, baby. <laughs> like Michael Scott and Dwight. Hmm. Classic IPA taste, but yeah, not bitter. It's juicy. Mm-hmm. This says 15 IBUs on the front. Wow. So it's super not not very standard then. Not at all. <laughs> That's very odd. Yeah. Hmm. It's not that happy. It's it tastes also like pa- juice. It was also packaged in September. Is it like might hurt. <laughs> it's like that skunky. Hurt it's <laughs> well, it's six months. Yeah. You can last about six months. So it's like, it's not going to the door seven months. <laughs> I could see it being better fresh. I could see it being better off the tap for sure. Yeah. But solid. It's yeah, okay. it's okay. It's not bad. It's okay. Three out of five. So wait, I gave it a three point two. When did you last when time. did you get it or where did you get it? I uh, had it in can. I got it at Kibby Cup. Hmm. Maybe I, I can't remember where I got it to be honest. I it's first had weeks. this in December of twenty nineteen. Then that would have been three months. Or no, nineteen. Uh, uh, hmm. I do not know when I had it. Yeah, it's pretty good. February 25th of 2018. Really? I think I'm about where I was last time. So like a 3, 3.25. Three years ago I had this. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's definitely not a typical, like I thought it was going to be IPA. Clearly, I did not remember the taste, but also it's been like over a year. Well, that sucks. I already had it. Yeah. Not doing the double check-in on this one. Nope. If it stays the same, then no. I'll leave it right where it's at. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I don't like messing up the skew. <laughs> it's pretty strong, I guess. Seven point five. That's like, well, like yes, too hard to rate. Seven point five six and a half. Point five six. Oh no, percent. Yeah. Did they really go five six? Yeah, they went to two decimal places. Yep. Like how accurate is two decimal places in ABV? Doesn't can matter. You, can you actually get that many significant figures that it matters? I mean, yeah. Really? But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still seven point. I've always been a little leery on like ABVs on cans and stuff. Anyway. Oh yeah, it's, it's not exactly. really. Yeah. Because it fluctuates. Not not every beer you're gonna drink. This will never always be seven point five. Plus, if the yeast is still active, then it can get even more alcohol. Right? Well, yeah. It's a, you're, when you're dealing with a live organism, you never get exact results. So like seven point five six even limits them more to be accurate. Which yeah, which is they're never so gonna hit that again. Probably. To put that accurate, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But whatever, Greenbush, you do what you do. You, you do you, Greenbush, out of Chicago, Illinois, aka Sawyer <laughs> or Sawyer Mission. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'll try. I'd like to uh, try it fresh sometime and reevaluate. But I'm not gonna be like my go-to IPA. 
I always like their artwork, though. Really? I was just I actually was about to say I don't like the can art that I much. I don't like this one specifically, but they're yeah. bottle uh, ones. They're other they the ones that have like the painted on. I know Stone does that, but I think maybe Greenbush also did it. Unless I'm confusing them with another brewery, which is highly possible as I drink from many many a brewery. A plethora of breweries. I don't knew. Cool. All right. That is Party Wolf IPA. You guys ready to get into our featured review? Damn right I am. Yeesh. All right, we're talking Godzilla versus Kong. This thing has been all over the internet. Um, Godzilla versus Kong is directed by Adam Wingard. It is written by Terry Rossio, Michael Doherty, Zach Shields, Eric Pearson, and Max Bornstein. Lots of writers on this one. Uh, stars, Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Eliza Isa Gonzalez, Julian Dennison, a few other people, your boy, Damien Bashir. I know. Shout I was out. Like, Fuck. <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, oh, here we go. I know. Um, all right. Plot synopsis reads, the epic next chapter in the cinematic monsterverse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another this is gross already the fearsome godzilla and the mighty kong with humanity <laughs> caught in the balance let's take a listen to a clip <laughs> what did you guys think of godzilla versus kong so this one I thought it was going to be okay, mm-hmm. so I didn't have super high expectations going into this, and as far as, like, I don't know, I did not see, what is it, King of Monsters? Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> that's part of this, like, it's like a trilogy, is this considered I mean, the like universe, a trilogy? Yeah. But yeah, like, obviously, this follows right after that movie, because there's plot points in this movie that okay. come from... See, that's what I'm wondering. Like, the whole thing with Ghidorah was... Like, that's a huge point in this movie, and that all happened in King of the Monsters. Because I was a little bit lost <laughs> at parts. But not in, like, yeah. it, it didn't seem like it mattered yeah. that much. But no. were a lot of these characters in that movie, too? The Millie Bobby Brown, yeah, like them, her dad was. Kyle Chandler, or whatever. His yeah, name. Kyle Chandler. And um, really, that's it, I think. Because I felt yeah. like Rebecca Hall is new. The little girl is new. Julian Dennison's character is new. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the podcaster is new. Like a lot of characters are new, so there's not a lot of carryover. Bashir. Also, shout out opening scene is a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I felt like I was supposed to already know these characters better and I didn't know them yet. So it was like this is my introduction to them. So it felt like they were underdeveloped and we're just like kind of there <laughs> to drive their side story on, which kind of was dumb really even in the end like don't want to spoil anything but you know the not yet i just thought we can talk but like it. i didn't want we'll i it. didn't take the plot that seriously anyway i just took it as this is an over top like cartoon you know like saturday morning cartoon like with kaiju you know godzilla cartoon yeah so i took it as that so i didn't really care i thought the plot worked well enough to get the story going, didn't leave a lot of holes or anything. It was fine. And it just led to those really cool moments, especially so telegraphed and so easy to read what the moments were going to come. But when they did, I was still like hyped. I loved it. It was so, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're going to do it. <laughs> please do it. Please do it. Please do it. They did it. <laughs> yeah. I liked the music in this quite a bit. And you I know who did it. Yep. It was Tom Wolkenberg. Yeah. Junkie XL. Junkie XL. <laughs> and I liked how a lot of the lights and stuff way over top, like when they were especially in the science areas. I'm like, why mm. would they have that kind of lighting? Like it was all these like 80s bright neon colors. Well, that's like that red. Wingard style that he brings to this, you know? Yeah. Right. And I loved it. It looked great. I loved how that looked. But it was so again, I just took it for what it was. Just an over the top in your face just fun kind of like pacific rim type 
movie, though I still think I enjoy Pacific Rim more. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, it was competent and it just it was fun. It was just that's like my one word review for this fun. Yeah. No, I had yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um runtime was I think it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was it didn't over it was paced extremely well, I thought. Um I love the music, the the eighties synth kind of vibe like, that you oh, got. Kyle's just sitting there like yes. Yeah, I knew Kyle was gonna love it. I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah. Um but I definitely knew that Kyle would like it too. Um love the aesthetic. Like we said, the Wingard. I, I'm a fan of Adam Wingard. I like a lot of his, most of his films. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved him. His VHS when he when he started on the VHS did the, the one tape that was like his was like the best one. Well, not the call one, one the was best the best. One. Yeah, which was Gareth Evans. Wait, Gareth <laughs> Evans Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth the Evans one that did the, the raid. Action. That's that's Evans. Okay, sure. Gareth Evans did the the cult one. That was the best one. Adam Wingard did the one with the eye, and he acted and directed it. Whereas I was a cameras. Yeah. He saw like. He could shit. see. That, yeah. Yep. And then he did the guest, which was pretty good. He did your next, which was good. Which was just a rip off of them. But this is definitely kind of a <laughs> departure from his usual because he's more of a horror flick guy. I mean, all of his stuff is horror. So I was kind of skeptical to see what this the would be is, like. It's, if you're going to call it horror, it's the most mild horror you could think. Yeah. Of. I mean, <laughs> it's in that. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's more of a thriller, but I know you um, But so I was a little nervous on it, but I I really like this movie. Um, definitely would recommend it, and arguably my favorite of the universe. I didn't. Well, I think this one was the the most fun of all of them. Um, it didn't try to take itself too seriously. Uh, I think it was intentional. I think every every corniness. Everything that was in there was meant to be in there. Yeah. And it was deliberate. And that's it felt much better than what, what King of Monsters brings, which we'll get into that. Um, but like everything that you want, I wanted out of this film, it, it hit. Is it a great film? No. Was it fun? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I would watch this. I would again. love I would watch yeah. it again tomorrow. Probably, yeah. You know, it's definitely an easy watch. Um, yeah, I would say I enjoyed it. Probably not as much as you guys, but uh, I think what Wingard does is takes like because King of the Monsters. I, I from what I've only seen it once, but from what I remember, is just like tonally all over the place because it's going from Godzilla, the original or the remake of Godzilla, to right. It was after Kong Skull Island, and it was that movie was a little bit more fun and stupid and lighthearted. So then it was like a mishmash of those two, but didn't know what it wanted to be. And I feel like Wingard really took it to the next level and said, okay, fuck all of these characters. You're not going to know anything about them. You're not going to care about them. That's fine because we're here to see Kong and Godzilla fight. And on that level, they deliver, right? It's just everything else. Like, I I think maybe rewatching it with all of this context in mind, it could possibly go up a little bit. Um because it is so, I feel like it is meant to be stupid, but it also doesn't kind of the same thing as like nobody doesn't really push that maybe as much as it could. Yeah, um, it's like it's stupid and yeah. we're just going to embrace that it is, but we're not going to elevate it any more than that. Yeah, like it, I feel like it knows it's stupid, but then it like the things that it's doing is almost like coming across as sincere in like what they're doing like even some of the character stuff i hated all of the millie bobby brown in like the podcaster and her friend like i felt like felt all off. of that was yeah. almost unnecessary it was uh it was pretty much unnecessary i mean i mean what do the, they do essentially like i mean when you want to get we'll get into spoilers and i can tell we you exactly will not much though well what i'm saying is I mean, what they, do you mean not what i'm much? saying is they're not you could have easily replaced that with something else yeah though. exactly like they could have been cut and have that have their actions been done through other means. That's why I was saying, like, were they more important characters before? Because they she in the us. first one, she yeah. was huge. Yeah, like pivotal. Yeah, because it like showed them so much. I'm like, I don't like. Are they? I don't get it. Kyle that's Chandler why I was, was way more prevalent in King of Monsters. Yeah, this that's one. why I just felt like I was missing something. So I was hoping there was more. Context, uh, you did, I don't think you needed. Well, well, then that makes it a little bit worse for me then because I felt no, like it really want like these are big characters that were like some 
big important thing and that's why they were brought into this to continue their story she definitely is the thing that this movie doesn't portray is like what they're i believe what the intention was is that these characters are kind of like kong's avatars like through getting emotion through him with the little girl and rebecca hall and these characters are supposed to be more of godzilla's avatars like because she was right uh she is like defending him in the fur and king of the monsters or whatever like right godzilla is protecting them from okay. Ghidorah. right and Monster so like they're see. yeah like they're on the side of godzilla and these humans are are on the side of kong and like that's kind of you know we have characters dynamic, on both sides yeah. yeah but they don't really go into anything with kong sp- or godzilla specifically with those characters like yeah it just that's why it was weird yeah like there's a little side story was just kind of it felt like it was there more for the comedy Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Some missed swings there. <laughs> yeah. Which I like that guy. What's his name? Terry something? I laughed Yeah, a couple he's times. in I Get like Out. him, but no. what is he I from? thought he was uh, Atlanta. Yeah, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. He's but he's Atlanta. not. Yeah. I, I like He was him not very Atlanta. good in this, though. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I love. He's just a weird character. Obviously, the action is great. Again, there's that same problem as Kong Skull Island. The monsters look so good. And then there's like a boat with... Uh, Right, the wake behind the it. The wake, and the wake so is like bad. so bad. I'm like, I'm like why does this hell? look like a video game wave? I know. I'm like, <laughs> why didn't they just use a model? <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's that same thing where it's like you spend so much time and money on making these monsters look amazing. How do you not get like the wake behind a boat? To I look know right? exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I'm like, wow, that looks really bad. Yeah, it just like small. Like stuff I mean, like that. it's not that it looked cheap, but it didn't look real, right? No, yeah, like not like. It wasn't like 90s CGI. It looked like good CGI. It just looked way off. It just looked like it, yeah. you could tell it was CGI. Though. Right. It looked yeah. terrible. <laughs> so. It didn't look like real waves, which we've gotten to the point where we can do that better. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean, that was the same problem in Kong Skull Island. Like some things would look, I mean, obviously everything with Kong looks great. And then there's just like small effects that get, get under the radar and they don't, I don't know, they don't, either they don't care or they just, uh, Overlooked them. They're like, uh, we don't have time. This Brian Tyree. I don't know why I said Terry. Brian Tyree Henry was his name. Yeah. He was in uh, Widows. Yeah. A lot of things. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> didn't care for him here. But there was, uh, I mean, a lot of the character stuff and, you know, everything. I thought the little girl in Kong, when I saw that trailer with what her role was going to be, I like thought it was going to be so dumb. I thought it was going to be really bad yeah. and it was still bad, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. I thought it was going to be so things so much different yeah. than what it was. I'm like, Oh no. It just like, and even, even if you think about it conceptually, like it still doesn't make sense. Like why only she can communicate yeah, with him because they're just using sign language. Yeah, like, It's like, why does she he care so would, much about her or anybody yeah. would be able to also, like well, I don't know. I feel like they kind of roped in that that she's um, part of the stereotype native, of Kong. yeah yeah. She was the natives that were in his on the island, the Iwis or whatever. Yeah, but they never connect in Kong Skull Island. They never have like Kong isn't connected with any of them really because of their natives. Like just because they're natives. Like if anything, it's Brie Larson's character. They keep trying to go back to that role of Kong, like not falling in love but you know with with a female like he has some kind of connection with this with a girl a human girl and it's like i feel like this version of kong that's not needed or that's worse like always adding that in it feels like it's forced in and it's not needed like he should have been able to communicate equally with anyone that can do sign language yeah yeah but why was he hiding (laughs) it anyway it's a monkey no, he's not. He's an he's ape. A, he's a gorilla, <laughs> whatever. But that's what I'm saying is all of this is just a long way of saying all the human stuff didn't really care for. Uh, I like the Hollow Earth stuff, like at that as a set that was piece. super cool. Looking, and like, yeah. yeah, like that stuff even feels dumb with them. Alexander, Alexander Skarsgård's character is, you know, dumb, but it feels like that over the topness kind of feels more intentional. And I was fine with that. Yeah. They're just all... Doctor Isaac Gonzalez is does terrible whatever. as usual. Who? Isaac Gonzalez. That yes. one look that she she tries to emote with her face like and it's it's so funny. Oh, she's so bad. She was really bad. Yeah. But I just again took it as like the over the top. I just I'm like hey, it's a cartoon like yeah. character villain. But that's what I'm saying is like betrayal. That her 
like again if i rewatch that and contextualize that like the faces that she was making would kind of fit with that thinking about that but yeah. the whole movie like is kind of tonally going back and forth yeah because it, it feels like it's more powerful with like the moments with the little girl like there's like this emotional kind of yeah state that they're trying to like put you in but right. then they have like the characters millie by brown and all them and you're like what is this part <laughs> like it's just the cartoon part okay it, it does feel like it's kind of tonally off yeah in parts sure. yeah but yeah enough about the bad stuff um things that were awesome obviously was all of the effects and fights and things like that starting off with the aircraft carrier scene uh the first time that they actually meet and fight was pretty awesome i don't know i don't know how phys i don't know anything about buoyancy and physics but is that pot can kong really jump from boat to boat like that it would would definitely like push well we don't know how much he weighs but i'm assuming (laughs) a shit ton but like literally you actually can find out how much he weighs i uh did yeah didn't really care, but it was still awesome. Yeah, I still liked him just jumping from ship to ship. Yeah. So. Um, the was it Tokyo, whatever city they were in. Hong the neon, all neon fight was Hong that Kong. looked the best. Hong, Hong, Hong Kong, yeah, Kong, that yeah. looked. It's so that cool. was the best scene for sure. And well, what, are we the, getting like spoiler type things here? Can we do that? Which I mean, we're still not are not going fully into spoilers yet. Okay. If you have some more things to say that you like, go ahead. Now's the time. And then yeah, no, that's what I like specifically are oh, the, the fights and everything okay. and how immediately I knew as soon. Yeah, like I can't go into it, but as soon as I saw the well, thing, we predicted this. Yeah. Also, so not even a spoiler. I we totally, knew that they would have to team up. To yeah. Fight something else. I knew that was going to happen. And as soon as he got his weapon, mm-hmm. you know, and it's how they said it, how it was going to work. I'm like. That's gonna be come back and yeah, play. Yeah, payoff there. And I loved when it came back and play. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. I loved that part at the end. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, a was great good. payoff. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was coming I though, know. but I was happy that it did. That's one of those moments where you're like, <laughs> I'm like, please do it, happen, do it, please do happen, it, please yeah. happen. <laughs> and it does. You're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I like you can. There's not like things to elaborate on because it's literally just CGI fights, right? That last ten minutes each, and those are the best parts. But yeah, the lighting quite a bit. I love the lighting when he was jumping. It's in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. But he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. flying through with the axe. Oh, is that is the axe in the trailer? Yeah. Oh, I guess he has it. I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah. Well, I was forced to, and you're watching. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I looked Um, away, but no, it's like the lighting on his face was so good. Like some of the the special effects in this were pretty crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. on the monsters, yeah. Yeah, his one in the snow, it was covered in the snow, and it looked, looked really good, dope. all knotted up and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he looked like he had grays, like he was looking old. He was getting gray hairs. I don't know mm. if you noticed that, but he had like grays throughout his. See, I don't know a lot yeah, about Kong. Like how from old Kong is Skull he? Island is set in the Vietnam War, Vietnam, so this yeah. is so he ages like super slow. Well, because in Kong Skull Island, which is something that I had thought about or cause I was looking at it and I was like, this is scale wise. He's not the same size. He's no, way off close. of Godzilla, but apparently as he, he ages, grows, he gets bigger. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's what I was wondering too. Like how long does Godzilla live? He's 60 plus years old. The, and Godzilla is 250 plus million years. So, million years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> He's and the king. <laughs> Kong weighs 158 tons. So, you know, that's kind of well, an interesting point then because, you know, reptiles usually have indeterminate growth, right? Mm-hmm. They just grow forever. So, so he would be, be way bigger, <laughs> right? Godzilla should be the size of the earth. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, like literally snakes, is the only thing that inhibits how big they get is their lifespan. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's why that. some anacondas, the old ones, are so huge. Because yeah, that's how you know how old about, they like, are. like a garter snake? They... They, grow they don't live for, long, though. Oh. They only live I don't know their lifespan, so... Probably, like, a couple years, I oh, would say. okay. Anacondas they always look about the same size. like, 30 years old or something, right? Yeah, they can live... And that's why long. they get... Those are the ones that get huge. So, yeah, Godzilla would Tolo be, like... Jacob and tell him they fucked like up. Like, multiple... <laughs> Maybe he just grows slowly. Very, very slowly. Yeah, well, I mean, he probably just doesn't... It never shows him shedding or something. Like, his skin... So maybe he's just always been no, because he definitely grew to that size. That's also <laughs> a 
mythical creature. <laughs> it's also a kaiju that doesn't exist. You can put them as tall as they want them. <laughs> Two million years. <laughs> he can't be stopped then. He's goat. Yeah, he's Duh. a king of monsters. He's basically was indestructible. He is. He took a lot of damage. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Decent amount. That's what he called yeah, Kong got fucked up. Yeah, that's what I'm worried <laughs> about Kong because he didn't show a lot of his damage, right? I felt like he should have yeah. shown more. Like when they were it was PG 13. I don't know. Yeah, like, when they were like in that inverter Earth and he's like grinding against a mountain, I'm like that would scrape the shit out of him. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure his skin is supposed to be as tough as like you know. Yeah. Well, he takes bullets and stuff, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Rock can't hurt him. Yeah, Jacob sliding down a rock is fine. All right, yeah, let's get into fell through dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into some spoilers. Um, we can talk about the ending, but their their fight is before the ending, before the their first other fight. guy. Yeah, their fight. So let's get this out of the way. Do you think that there was a winner between them? Yeah, Godzilla won. Yeah, I definitely think Godzilla won. He, broke, <laughs> yeah. he fucking broke his arm and like yelled in his face and could have killed him. Yeah, he could have killed him, and he looked. He basically. Shit gave well, him because pity. Yeah, he looked well, at him and was like, and Kong like weak. didn't fight back because he didn't bow down to him. So I think well, he like won kind of the thing. first fight on the boat too. Godzilla, he would have. Yeah, yeah. No, he did win. Well, Kong literally had to play dead so he would leave. Mm-hmm. Well, and he the only reason Kong lived was because of human intervention. Yeah, Godzilla was dragging his ass to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, literally, he won every fight. <laughs> like no <laughs> problem, really. <laughs> well, they said he's so overpowered though. Godzilla? Yeah. He's, he's, a, so he's a walking He's nuke. like indestructible. That fucking beam out of his throat like, yeah. just cuts through everything. He literally went to the hollow earth with that like one shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went just, all the way that down. That was dope. Yeah. Yeah. He's literally unstoppable. And like he called him from the top. Like he beamed down and like called to him like, mm-hmm. come up here. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. They yeah. <laughs> he's like... I like when he shot it into the air, too. That looked mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Okay, so Godzilla is the GOAT. We've established that. Yeah. Uh, now, the ending, what did you think about them bringing Mecha Godzilla in? I loved it. I liked it. They had to fight. I liked I it, it because awesome. I thought like it was... The design and everything was awesome. Yeah, and I thought it was just a cool... Like, again, the plot wasn't good, but it, like was good enough i think like it had everything it made sense like all their why motivations they would, yeah. and everything why they would create it yeah so that like they it could have been the kaiju even, yeah it could have yeah. been even more simple like right. but it wasn't <laughs> it was just enough just you know complex enough that everything felt you know it made sense all their motivations for doing everything and that was enough yeah it didn't do anything more than that but like everything all the motivations made sense did they explain why they had to use Ghidorah's skull to yeah, they Why did. Why was it hooked up? Because yeah, that guy could have... Because they used the power of Hollow Earth to uh, power him, right? Or something, whatever. They used... Well, they used which was the also skull. Weird. The skull had power in it. But they have to go to the Hollow Earth because to get Because it's not enough power, power because it cuts it. It's only like 40% power. Mm, okay, so they couldn't, get, it, they couldn't get enough power from a yeah. skull, so they needed a bigger I mean, source. I might have missed some. There is like... There is some pretty bad... Uh, exposition as there is in most of these movies but, but I mean it, it had to yeah it's yeah. like yeah, otherwise get around it yeah. <laughs> like, that was pretty fine. bad delivery but yeah there's uh, they use Ghidorah's skull from King of the Monsters to I guess power it but also to for the guy to control it or was that like he just or was it just to look cool that he sat in the skull and no he was it? controlling and then right, but until why he wasn't until he wasn't because it got taken out because it got too powerful so it killed him no it didn't kill him did it it, it yeah. shut him down I mean, yeah. it, it, okay. I'm sure he's dead <laughs> oh yeah because he got too powerful and dying, became like self aware like, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah it shows you how much I mean, it's been a few days since seen it I watched it yesterday a couple, few drinks in there <laughs> but uh yeah just that whole, I mean, yeah, it's that's the corny over the top stuff that is forgivable. So it's whatever. It's, yeah. it's a pass. looked great. Yeah, <laughs> Look, cool. looked cool. Exactly. The the all the aesthetic like that they established with the, I mean, even just like the wire, like the tubes. Yeah, those are so. It was so like yeah. anime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was so. Anime. Like and I love the uh, Hiva or whatever things were called. Adam the, Wingard. The thing that flies around. They they were like yeah. ships. 
and then was going through the tunnel, was going lighting up. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I really did like how the ships the looked, like yeah. the weird the propulsion system. Yeah, the ground, like how there's like just beams around. And the I love like we said the like, Hollow Earth when doesn't make like, sense at all, but it looks no, cool. because <laughs> they could have been just regular ships like in any yeah. sci-fi movie. But no, I, I've never seen anyone like that. And then you know, like cool. I loved how he like ripped through the dimension. Yeah, that was like cool. it stretched yeah. and then went. Oh yeah, went in and then like popped out colors. I love the colors. And it was like the music that that scene was so lots of blues in there and I know. Blues and reds drinking. Lots of blues and reds. <laughs> there was a lot of blues and reds. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he got any of the aesthetic from... Uh, what about the line? She dies tomorrow. Oh. Because he was no. in that. <laughs> Maybe. What about the line? Uh, it's... Uh, what does he say? It's robotic Godzilla or whatever. He's like, it's a robozilla. No. He's like, Rob, robot it's Godzilla. Mechagodzilla. It's Mechagodzilla. <laughs> I was okay with that. Yeah. It's just the cheesy like... It was definitely like a wink, like literally like yeah, a wink to in the camera. The, yeah. I, uh, another cheesy line was uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. When he was like, how much would it take to restart his heart? Oh, yeah. Enough to light up Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the same line just... they used earlier. I knew that was going to come back and it did. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Like, why did they have to restart his heart? Yeah, it's like slowing down. It's they just say like his heart's slowing down. Yeah, I'm like, like wait, what that. is happening though? <laughs> it was fl- fading. And then they zap Why? him. And he's like instantly. Like, he's hundred percent okay. Why was his heart? Like, Godzilla fucked him up, and his heart just started. He was like slowing crushing. Down. He was crushing his fucking chest in. Yeah. So yeah, but like in EK, if they didn't save it, him EKG again, whatever, it, that doesn't repair blood loss and bone damage. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like he's taking all this other damage, but now the way he's starting to die is his heart just randomly. Well, it's his, it's the power <laughs> starts from, dying. Yeah. Well, and the, they need to restart it and do the line. But the I power okay from the it, that's his power. I'm like no. Come the Hollow on. Earth was his world. <laughs> come back. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's just nice that they're like mythical and legendary creatures that, that you don't need rules really. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Them. Yeah. Cause it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just, you need that cool moment. The yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah. and then comes out there and is a <laughs> fucking badass with Godzilla. That last fight was so cool. I loved it <laughs> against Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. When the, you're talking about the, the charge up was so dope with the ax. And I'm like, when is that going to come into play again? And then he just fucks it and up. And then, yeah, he's just holding it out and Godzilla looks over and just <laughs> charges it up. And oh, yeah. So they the way that they beat Mechagodzilla is obviously they have to team up and they char- Godzilla charges his axe with his, what I don't know, what is his it? Beam. Fire breath beam? <laughs> his laser energy beam, beam. Energy beam from his mouth and he just cuts off the limbs of Mechagodzilla. Pretty good loved moment. It. And oh, rip I off the it. head. You ha- they always had to rip off the head of the enemy. Yeah, and, and it has the spinal cord yep. dangling. <laughs> Which was really cool. Yeah. Because the robots have spinal cords. <laughs> well, one. if they built it like, you know, anatomically correct. It was meant to be a titan. It meant to be a titan stopper. No, yeah. the. I wish they, well, I like at the end, I like how a lot of the stuff is in daytime. And the fight that's not in daytime is in the neon, like that whole yeah. neon city. Because you're not hiding your shit, yeah. right? <laughs> like it's a much harder to do CG to see. where it's yeah, lit they up don't, than yeah. if it's like foggy or cloudy or raining. Yeah, or, I mean, I guess that's a, what the testimony to cinematography that they chose to use for those fight scenes, the choreograph, like the choreography. Everything oh. is visible and like easy to tell I, who's doing what. I liked a lot of it too. Like one of my favorite shots that was uh it was i think it might have been during the last fight where it showed the office chairs like get moving around in the window you could see the action happening in the window in the background mm. and like every bump is like moving the office chairs and then they come in and destroy the office like yeah i like that scene it was just a cool scene because it just shows you more it gives you more of that perspective like the you are like viewing these giant things versus like being from up high on them, right? It's like right. more grounded. It's okay. Did you know that um, this was a there's a King Kong versus Godzilla in the 60s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really bad. So anyway, <laughs> there's just two people in suits fighting like in the but, desert. So Godzilla almost kills Kong, and a lightning bolt comes down and brings him back to life. So I wonder if that was 
Oh, oh, like paying 100%. homage to it. Yeah, obviously. 100%. Like, that's kind of cool. To, so like that's he, why they he did it. He reached back then. to the 60s. That when, makes like, sense more why they did it that way then. Yep. So uh, he was almost dead and a bolt of lightning came down and revived him. his heart. Yep. So it had to have. Pretty cool. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'd say so. Makes sense now. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's weird that, you know, a lot of big blockbusters, like, I don't know, like, Something like Fast and Furious, right, is like it, a lot. Some people look at those and say, oh, you know, it's just supposed to be a fun movie. But like even when I watch them, I don't get the enjoyment out of it. And I, no. A lot of it is so dumb and like so bad. I mean, Atomic from the plot to the characters beam. to the dialogue, everything. Whereas like this just finds it fits that tone a lot mm-hmm. better. It's far from a perfect movie, but, you know, with bringing in Adam Wingard, the Tony sets and the choices he makes to leave a lot of characters like on the sidelines and just focus on these monsters and giving it that slight eighties aesthetic. And a lot of that stuff just works. And, uh, yeah, overall it's pretty enjoyable. I I guess like kind of piggyback off your, the fast and furious is like becoming corny for corny sake. And it's like they try it to be, too over the top and it just like it just doesn't work as well as right like, right because that's like they're like not you trying can, to be like superhero you can suspend your disbelief and say yeah this is going to restart kong's heart because right. you know he's a legendary creature we don't know anything about him there's no rules whereas like fast and furious is like no i'm gonna swing a two-ton car on, on a, a rope, rope bridge like <laughs> and just get it perfectly and like it's gonna latch to my wheel without me doing anything to hook it up and it sticks perfect and all these things it's like yeah it's like there is you can't suspend your disbelief that much and have it be grounded in any sense of reality at all i don't know i I will always forever believe tokyo drift is the best fast and furious movie i mean probably not there's probably not many better ones i haven't seen all of them but the ones i've seen i just i can't get into them i'm just that's beside the point. I'm just saying, like, yeah, they it's comparing blockbusters, yeah, yeah. even some of like the Marvel movies, which I largely for the most part don't like are, you know, they take themselves. I mean, not as serious as like DC, but like, you know, they, they try to be a little bit grounded and in, in the, in that universe that they're in. And I don't know. It's just finding that right balance. Again, this movie is far from perfect, but overall I enjoyed it. So, just that factor alone, like this is doing something right, at least for me, hitting, hitting my spot. Hen Kyle's spot. Not more than your spots. Nope. No. So anything else to say on Godzilla versus Kong? It was nope. fun. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. There's no reason not to. It feels like a summer blockbuster, even though it's spring. It's only going to be on HBO for another couple weeks. So if mm. you have it, check it out. I mean, this would be a good movie to check out in theaters. So if not, I, go support yeah. your theater and watch it. I would consider going to see it. Yeah. It would be better on a theater. bigger, biggest uh, screen, best sound possible. It would be, be ideal. Probably even, yeah, yeah, probably be really awesome. This is po- I mean, this is, right, there's that term popcorn movie, popcorn flick. This is that. This so. is that. Oh, the yeah. epitome of that, yeah. The definition. It'd be a lot of fun in theater. So if you can yeah. get seen in theater, I would recommend doing that. Yeah. For sure. Recommends all around. What are we saying, though? Out of five stars. I gave it a 3.5. I also, I gave it a heavy, heavy 3.5. I would say three, heavy three though. So pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right. Let's get into what else we've been watching then. Who wants to start? I can start. You only have one though, right? Yeah. I watched Whiplash. So I don't have any of the info brought up for that. Everybody knows Whiplash. Yeah. If you're yeah, listening to a, a movie podcast, you know what Whiplash is. You yeah. know Damien so Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. I, haven't, I hadn't seen this movie in quite a while. I have not seen it in forever. Yeah. It's either. on my rewatch list. And I... Gotta watch it before the top 100. I definitely, guess I can rate definitely. it since I never put my rating in. With, we're within our month. <laughs> At least but I... I mean, I love this movie, right? It's kind of in that same vein of the obsessiveness of like a Black Swan type thing, right? Where it's all about obsession with being the best and perfect. It's not even like the best. It's like being the guy, like the perfect person. That's that funny. Oh, 
my god you like go down in history as like the best of the best right and it's that obsession and what it takes and it, it kind of gives you different viewpoints on that i don't subscribe to the fact that this kind of like tough love type works better it's been proven many times it doesn't but i still enjoyed it for that that's the only one problem i have with it it's like it kind of makes it look like it worked well it's okay the thing with that is like you're what you're saying is like a blanket statement as this doesn't work with everybody but it could work with one particular student which is what we're focusing on is miles teller and it does it works with him does it we don't know it does work in the end he you suspect you suspect that it worked in the end Mm -hmm. it led you to believe that he's now going to be one of the greats just by how it ended and it's an awesome like the whole thing is amazing but at the same time, it's like pretty it kind short, of, isn't it? It is short. A hundred minutes. hundred and seven. Yeah. So it's not too long. But, and it does everything it needs to do in that amount of time. Acting. Yeah. Did, so did he won, good. didn't he? Didn't Jay, uh, Jay, uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons won best, get su- best, supporting? best Supporting, I think. My God. He's so good. I think good. so. He's sure so he good in this movie. So good. He's so good in this movie. He's always good, though. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. He just doesn't do that many things, really. Uh, I feel like he does, he does a like movie farmers a year. commercials and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. He has like a good movie a year, I'd say. He's also in like Avatar. Yeah, it's like, I mean, small. I feel like he doesn't get enough. Like he needs to do more major things roles like, like this. Yeah. yeah, he was phenomenal in this movie, and yeah, but it's all about that obsession, right? So you start out and it's like, oh, he didn't get good until he threw the symbol as that. You know, it's it's really kind of glorifying that tough love to push someone past their limit versus like just giving them encouragement because if you just give them encouragement, then they think they're good enough, so they're not going to try harder. I don't believe that's true, but it makes it works for this movie. Like it's great, and I love that story of just seeing his change over time and it's shot amazingly well. It's obviously the music is great. The drumming. He actually is a drummer, right? The actor miles teller. He learned it for this. I think did he learn for this. Mm -hmm. I thought he was a drum. Like he learned it before this. I don't know. I, it's been a while. I looked into it one time and yeah, I mean, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Everything's well done. It looks beautiful. It tells the story he it needs to tell. Played drums since he was 16 Told or you. 15. I mean, he played too well to just have learned drums. <laughs> well, Riz just learned it for Sound of Metal. Yeah, but, yeah, he, but he plays he barely better. Plays. Yeah. <laughs> this whole movie is It's so literally yeah. just about drumming. I mean, he plays like two two or three scenes. And he in could read sheet music and stuff probably and everything. Yeah. He probably played and he probably had to like learn more he probably had to learn better technique for this movie. I will say like a lot of the things in it aren't super I remember I watched a lot of things on this with actual like drummers who are classically trained and like when they were talking about rushing or whatever. Dragging, they're yeah. like, no. <laughs> they're like, no, there's no way he would be able to tell that. They're like, no. You know. But it doesn't matter. It's a movie, you know, but it doesn't need to be that accurate. I just love the whole story of this start to finish and how, yeah, just everything moves along at a great pace. It kind of gets into a little bit of the, uh, I guess you could say cliche, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Territory of it's going well, blah, blah, blah. Bad thing happens. Almost like the rom-com type thing where it's like, you know, boom. Bad thing happens, redemption, right? It's kind of a well-treaded arc, but it it works great for this movie. And just, yeah, it's a super enjoyable watch. And I think this is only the second time I've seen it. I've only seen it once. Yeah, maybe a third time. Is it on something or did you rent it? Do you have it? it? No. I rented it on YouTube. You didn't tell us? Wow! I didn't think you would want to watch it. I, I, I rent a lot movie. of movies all the time that I don't tell you guys about. Wow, selfish! <laughs> movie was shot in 19 days. What? Holy shit! I was just reading about trivia because I wanted to see if he actually the did whole movie was so it must have been low budget then. It is the lowest grossing movie to ever been nominated for an Academy Award. Grossing, so it didn't, it didn't make, make money. money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I mean, I that makes sense. It's kind of a very uh, like he also actually got the blisters on his hands from drumming 
and blood was actually on the drumsticks was his real blood that's awesome <laughs> it looked real and he actually slapped they were they used a fake they were fake slapping you know that one no he's t- like hit me i and didn't know that yeah the final take was him actually slapping the fuck out of him yeah that was yeah. real i mean he was red mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's not too much to say negative about the movie other than that kind of cliche arc but yeah damien chazelle is a hell of a director yeah oh yeah la la land uh-huh. first man anything else jacob <laughs> no <laughs> so you read it yeah yeah if i like it's really hard. This was such a difficult <laughs> movie for me to think about when I was trying to rate it. Really, I, I cause like my gut wants to say wanted to say like a little bit lower, but then at the same time when I was like I'm like you know stewing on it, it is it doesn't really do a lot in like really anything wrong. I would say right it everything is just done so well. I, say, I don't think don't there's it, anything you don't have to. I did though. Well, what you said your gut said lower? A little bit lower. So go with your gut. Mm. Think I'm not get, I'm thinking I'm gonna go with my head this time, Kyle. And so I was it's your say, fucking rating. I know it is. As long as you can sleep at night. <laughs> I don't I give a shit what you sleep at night with Just this. don't say something stupid. I will say that it is a five star for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would have probably said it was Four and a half was my initial reaction, but I mean, fuck! No you were making it seem like you're going to like three and a half, <laughs> no, four star. No, 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 no. Listen to how, what I was saying about. I know, it. but you're like, uh, I want to go a little bit lower. It's no, four and a, half. a little bit. Like, I was between a four and a half and a five. I, okay, I know, but the way you were leading up to it, <laughs> I'm felt like, like, is you're this be, a five I'm star like, movie? Is he going to say a three and a half, four star? Like, is, is this it? a five star movie? Yes. Yeah, I think that's an easy point to argue, but I could see it being four and a half. You know, but I mean. Yeah, yeah you, I would watch this again in a second. Yeah, at that point, it's four and a half. It's five. rewatchable it's, too. Just everything is so well done. It looks great, sounds great, acting is great. You know, it hits all those hits all those nails on the head. So, it deserves that rating. I concur. From my first viewing, I'll have to watch it again, but it's definitely four and a half, five star range. That four and a half right now, but that was my first time. I've only seen it once. Gotta check it out. So again. if you rent it, Kyle, let me know. <laughs> I'll, I would probably buy yeah, it. Yeah. I guess <laughs> I can put that in now. Then. All right, who wants to go next? I will just because I want to briefly, briefly, briefly talk about it. Not even talk about it. Okay. Yeah, briefly. <laughs> uh, I watched Godzilla: King of the Monsters in preparation oh, God. for Godzilla vs Kong. This piece of shit. Still right. not as bad as Tell Kyle says it is. It is it's bad. So <laughs> it's and I actually lowered my score. Thank while you. I stewed on it. Thank not you. a lot. Wait, low, lower star. than what you had was is fine. Yeah, I gave it. So I, it's a very very average movie. It's kind of a mess at times, but it's. You watched it with that critical eye now. Yeah, and it's too long. <laughs> yeah, way too very long. long. Um, but it it does have fun moments and it has some pretty cool cool effects and I love um how it's like i feel like the first godzilla was like a lot of reds and this one's like all blues mm-hmm. i kind of like that tonal like shift that they kind of carry on with and then this next one was like red and blues i don't know if that was intentional or not but uh, kong skull on is green we just got all the primary colors you got all of them <laughs> where's yellow mm, kind of kong also kong was yeah anytime <laughs> you put movie in vietnam you throw a yellow <laughs> filter over top of it um but yeah it's just it's it's kind of a mess at times but it's it's fun. I mean, I didn't enjoy. I didn't necessarily enjoy watching it, but um, it's extremely average, and it's definitely the worst of all of them, of all of the the yeah of the monster the universe. universe. Yeah. So um, I landed on a uh, two and a half. Initially three, but definitely not three. My my, it's a light two and a half. Yeah, I just cool. want to briefly t- touch on it. All right, mine will be pretty brief too, and then you can finish it. Wrap it. You only have one. Yeah, I've only got one. Uh, I watched Eyes Without a Face. Uh, this is a French horror film from 1960. 
Uh, directed by, oh God, here we go. George, George A. George. <laughs> Jacob. Franju. Franju. I need to look at it. No, okay. It's George with an S and then Franju. Anyway. Killed it. Um, yeah, so this Hanji. movie uh, is a, basically about a doctor or surgeon uh, whose daughter was in a uh, terrible accident and uh, uh, messes up her face, and he's trying to help her by getting her a new face. So to do that, he has to uh, stalk and and you know uh, kidnap other female, uh, other young girls and basically try to do a face facial transplant and uh it's pretty good it's uh very very well shot and it looks very nice um there's some amazing uh effects with the like literally like the face transplant they actually show like this guy cutting a face off and it looks amazing for that time and then they do a, a scene where the face that he tries to uh, transplant is she rejects it so it's like decomposing and they do like a kind of like a time lapse of her face decomposing all very cool stuff for 1960 the the problems that i have with it is they actually did it the problems <laughs> that they I actually have, killed people the problems that i have with it is um some of the acting and then the best way to describe it is what i would say is like a stutter in the in the scene right the scene will be going along they'll do a cut and then there will be like a stutter. And then before like another action or word happens, it's almost like it was lost in the editing or the direction was just like, you know, tighten that up or like, I don't know the best way to describe it in like film terms, but that's what I would say is like, it almost feels like there's like stutters in scenes and it's very noticeable. Hmm. The other thing is that for a movie that is about identity and uh, vanity and, literally transferring identities from one person to another. I don't feel like they touch on the, or get that deep into the kind of psychology of that and what like the actual effects of that. It's very, I feel like it's pretty surface and just going for the, the horror effect. Um, I don't think they go enough into that. That would make it interesting. That would, you know, the best horror movies are things that combine both of those aspects, right? Like, Mm -hmm psychology and horror psychological horrors like usually are usually my favorite horror movies yeah love them um so i feel like this could have went deeper into that i've seen some people like uh their their takeaway from it and the things that they pull from it i feel like are kind of grasping at straws so you could watch it and you could pull those things from it i guess but it's all pretty surface and i just wish that it would have gone into it a little bit deeper but still really good um quite effective for that time 1960 it's not like super horrific or anything it's just more like i wouldn't even describe it as a horror film just more of a thriller an interesting thriller graphic Uh, but not gory yeah shocking for that time i'm sure it was very was the thing um yeah so i gave it a 3.5 3.5 okay last movie um i watched uh, is called Coherence. It's a film by James Ward Birkit. Birkit. Um, basically, there's a comet that um, Miller's comet that's flying over, and apparently there's like some myths or some superstitions around comets flying over super close to the Earth and causing certain disturbances and um, things like that. So they kind of go over that in the movie a bit. Um, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's definitely a mind-bending movie, and it's kind of hard to follow at times, and that's one of my biggest complaints about it, is that it's... I feel like they tried to be almost too cerebral at times, and like it just didn't quite land, and you were like, okay, wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so you, it's definitely one that... If you're, you have to be paying attention the entire time and you, like, if you, if you don't pay attention to something, you're going to miss it. And then it's just not, you're just going to cascade into not making any sense the rest of the movie. So definitely have to pay attention the whole time, but it's, it's pretty cool. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily another thing, another bad thing that I 
didn't really enjoy was the way it was filmed. It was a little too, it was like hand cam mm-hmm. and a little too shaky at times. And it just kind Very of, indie. It, I know, I, I mean, I, lo- <laughs> I liked it, but it just kind of took away from it. And I think it was, it was trying to add a little bit more chaos to the, to it, but it just, it just felt like a little too much at times. And I would have liked to see a little bit more of a steady cam at times. Um, but I, I get what they were going for. So it was kind of cool. Um, the ending was pretty cool. Uh, you don't really know what the last shots kind of really cool. Um, but just where so, it goes where they go outside and see something. Uh, they or don't see the invitation. That might I be always the invitation. mix up this. That, no, the very, invitation. very similar. Yeah. Okay. Well, not very similar, but I, I was watching this and I instantly thought of two movies, yeah. <laughs> invitation and then endless, the endless. Yeah. <laughs> They kind of they kind of fit in the same universe, not universe, but like you you can watch all three of those movies and kind of feel like the same kind of tone. But yeah, um, yeah, it was really fun. A lot of a lot of cool elements in it. Um, I just don't think that they necessarily stuck as well as they should have or could have. Um, but awesome, very original, um, awesome concept. So. Um, definitely worth the watch. It's on Hulu, so it's free, or not free, but if you have Hulu, it's if you free. have Hulu, it's <laughs> it's on there. Yeah, you don't have to rent or anything. Um, and I ended up landing at a three and a half on it out of five. So a lot of fun, worth the watch. But it's, I think it's pretty short too, from what I remember. Yeah, only mm. eighty nine minutes, so hour and a half. Speed right through it, and it's obviously it's chaotic, so it's paced extremely well. So you never, it's never boring. Yeah, it got you know pretty good reviews and everything, and uh, this guy has not directed anything, and that was almost ten years ago. Yeah, two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean he has projects in the works, but that doesn't mean anything. Like he yeah. has not directed. And a you've film seen it, right, in, Kyle? Yeah, I've seen it. He has not directed a film in since two thousand thirteen. It's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's got a decent amount of like praise. I mean, it's got good scores and everything. Yeah. I mean, he's worked on movies, but not, like, directed. Right, right, right. It's just weird. All right. Uh, anything else from you guys? I'm tapped. Nope. I am tapped. Cool. Um, so we didn't really talk about what we're reviewing next week. I wanted to get it out of the way before we started recording. So uh, the only thing coming out in theaters is Voyagers, which we saw a trailer for. I think it looks terrible. Um, what the fuck is that? Neil Berger movie. Uh, that's the only thing coming out in theaters. Or we can do um, some. We can catch up on something. Like you the guys father want. that we. Saw. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> the Corey, Courier. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is in that one. Okay, got some options. I think it was a 2020 movie that just got released, so it got pushed. Courier, yeah, I see it. Okay. I know it's um, in theaters yeah. right now, so. How about we do uh, The Father for sure, and oh, then yeah, yeah. we can pair, if we want to do a double feature, we can pair whatever else we find with that. So let's say The Father for sure, because we got the Oscars in three weeks. That's up for quite a bit. We're definitely going to want to watch it before the Oscars happen, so Jacob can make all of his wrong picks. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so that he's going to I'm going to win this time. Okay. And then you'll eat your words when you have to watch Bobbleheads. Well, Jacob, the problem with uh, the Oscars is, unlike Whiplash, you're gonna go with your, you're gonna go with your heart <laughs> instead of your head. You're gonna get them wrong. And you're gonna be <laughs> do something stupid and pick Mank to win Best Picture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, right. I'm right. Hey, I got the Best Picture right last time. So. And director. Those are like the only things I got right. Yeah, because you you were like straight ticket. And that was with my heart. <laughs> You were a straight ballot. You said parasite across the board. <laughs> Anything parasite? I'm picking. Which was a good point. Good go. If you hadn't picked those, you would have lost even worse. I gained <laughs> so many points from those. Confidence points were 2019, 18. 17. I gave them. Yeah, I did too. I'm like, those are my top three, and I got like 60 points from just parasite. All right, next week, the father for sure. We might do a double feature. Stay tuned. We will post uh, what we're reviewing. 
If you want to send a question or comment to us, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at The KG Project. I'm on those as JSAL517. That's J-S-A-L-517. I am on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Thank you.